What's poppin' Odd Nation? Welcome back to the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you guys subscribe if you're on YouTube, if you're streaming it on Spotify or anywhere else. We love you. I appreciate you. And uh, we're going to be making this the number one podcast in the world because we're talking about all the things that we really want to talk about, the things you talk about with your friends. And without further ado, I don't even want to waste any time. I got an unbelievable one today. You're not even going to believe what we have on this piece of paper right now. Um, Might not even believe me. But today I'm going to be talking about uh, the Mandela effect. Believe me? Don't believe me? I think I might have just cracked the Mandela effect and proved it in existence. Could be wrong here. I think I'm onto something. So, uh, Let's, let's, let's just dive straight into the episode, okay? For those of you who don't know what the Mandela Effect is, the Mandela Effect is basically um, the effect that something in the past has permanently changed and been erased from the timeline. Um, it was based off of a guy named Matt Nelson Mandela who people believed, I don't know the years off the top of my head, but somebody, do you want to pull the years? The Mandela, uh, the basically somebody named Nelson Mandela apparently died way back in the early 1900s, 1800s. But now, if you look anywhere, it shows that he died very recently, which everybody is saying that that is absolutely impossible. That the timeline changed, the past literally changed, and something happened. That's where the whole Mandela effect started from. And then now, as we know, because it's a very trending topic. There's Mandela effects of everything, okay? There's there's the the peanut butter one, the Coca-Cola one. This one makes me mad. There's no dot between Coca and Cola. There's Berenstein Bears, Curious George. There's a ton of them. But the one specifically that I'm going to talk about today, and it's actually the one that's upset me the most, is the Looney Tunes. And the reason is, is because it doesn't make any sense. T-U-N-E-S. It was always T O. O-N-S, and the reason it upsets me the most is because my favorite movie in the world, and has always been, is the movie Space Jam, and it's the Toon Squad, T-O-O-N, okay, it's the Toon Squad, so now I had to go and dive deep, doing some digging through the Mandela Effect, and I think I might have just cracked something, this is, this is going to be maybe one of the craziest podcast episodes in the world, Um, so, share it up. Because this is this is crazy. So let's dive into it. When looking up the Looney Tunes, um, I looked up where they got their name from. Okay, where Looney Tunes got their name from. First off, I just want to point out the fact that Looney is spelled L-O-O-N-Y, and it's supposed to be short for lunatic, lunatic tunes. If that's the case, you would have think that they would have done it L-U-N-E-Y-T-U-N-E-S, Looney Tunes. So since they spelled Looney as L-O-O-N, that doesn't make any sense why it wouldn't be T-O-O-N. Let me just start off by saying that. But, so, Disney used to have a set or a series called The Silly Symphonies. And there was another show called The Merry Melodies. Merry Melodies and Silly Symphonies. Now, both of these were used to promote and sell music. Disney made a cartoon to promote and sell their music through Silly Symphonies. It was just a music marketing thing, okay? Now, with that being said, 
that explains why it's T-U-N-E-S. It's the Looney Tunes, and it's a remake to try to sell their music, okay? But that didn't get me. That, that made me mad because I was like, no, it is not T-O-O-N-S. Or it's not, it is T-O-O-N-S. So, I go diving deeper. Now, I'm a huge Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, old anime nerd, okay? Anime nerd. And, and this is where it pays off to be a nerd, okay? So then I started thinking about it because um, mainly Yu-Gi-Oh. I used to be obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh. I was actually a ranked player in Yu-Gi-Oh. Fun fact, besides the point. And there's a character in the show, in the series of Yu-Gi-Oh, named Maximilian Pegasus. For those of you who watch it here, you know who I'm talking about. If you don't, he's uh, he's one of the characters in the show Yu-Gi-Oh! And he's actually the one that created all the cards, the Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, in the show Yu-Gi-Oh! So, with that being said, Pegasus plays a deck called the Toon Deck. Okay? Now, there is no, no... Uh, distinguishment, or there's nothing that shows that he did not steal the Toon World deck, or the, his Toon deck that he has, off the idea of Looney Tunes. Hear me out. There's an episode where Pegasus says, don't mess with the Looney side. The Looney side, okay? Before playing a card known as Toon World. His whole deck is based off the Looney Tunes, okay? The main card in his deck is called Toon World. The Toon Monsters in his deck, the whole point of these Toon Monsters is they can't die. If you know, if you know anything, if, for those of you who don't know about Yu-Gi-Oh!, a Toon Monster in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! cannot be destroyed by another monster because it's based off of the Looney Tunes who can fall off mountains and have mountains fall on their head and continue going, just holding up a sign that says, ouch. Okay, they're silly. They're the Looney Tunes. That is the whole basis of the deck, the Toon World deck, the Toon deck. And let me show you Toon World. Do you notice how Toon is spelled? T-O-O-N. Toon World. Do, 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 does anybody see this? It is Toon World. The Looney Tunes. I think the Mandela Effect forgot to take a part of it out. They forgot to eliminate a part from this dimension. Maybe? I don't know. Am I on to something, guys? This is... You can go look this all up yourself. This is all true. This is where it pays off to be a nerd, okay? I was mind-boggled when I found this, okay? They are tunes, spelled T-O-O-N, short for cartoons, because they were based off the Looney Tunes. With that being said, oh, and Pegasus in the show reads a book, which is the book that gave him inspiration to his deck, he even says it. The book is called The Rabbit and the Something, and it's basically a book about a rabbit being ch chased by a guy with a gun. It's a ripoff of Bugs Bunny. And Elmer Fudd, okay? The whole thing is based around that. And I have came to the conclusion that Yu-Gi-Oh! has cracked the Mandela Effect. It has absolutely cracked the Mandela Effect because 
I think the Mandela effect is just people waking up either in this dimension or this dimension or being able to remember. I think it, the same people who can remember their dreams are the same people who can remember the Mandela effects. I think it's remembering your dreams is remembering another place, dimension. Remembering a Mandela effect is also the same thing because there's people out there right now that swear that it's always been T-U-N-E-S and it's like, those are the same people that say Curious George didn't have a tail. Those are the same people that are saying that there is a dot between Coca and Cola, okay? I think that it takes a certain type of... I don't even know what it is. Honestly, I can't put this into perspective here. Let me tell you another story. I got another story here prepared for the podcast, and it, and it flows right into this, okay, of the splitting of realities, okay? And this is a true story, and this story blew my mind beat to pieces, okay, to pieces, and I think it'll do the same for you. There was a guy who had a crush on a girl, okay? Way back in the day, this is a true story. A guy had a crush on a girl when he was 14 years old. He was going to school with her, okay? And he had a crush on this girl for years. And he envisioned being with her all the time, okay? So he would go to sleep, he would wake up, and he would just think about her all day, pretty much. He would pretty much just think about this girl all day. And so... He goes to sleep one night and he wakes up and he has the motivation to finally go and talk to her. So he goes and talks to her in the lunchroom and she ends up responding and talking and flirting back with him. And he was like, wow, this is amazing, you know? So then carry on, they, they, they talk every day. He wakes up, he goes and talks to her again. He wakes up, he goes and talks to her again. And he's, he's loving that he actually finally is chasing the things that he's always dreamed about. So... Fast forward, they end up dating, and everything is good, and even fast forward longer, they end up getting married and having children, and he ends up living like this perfect life that he wanted because he's always dreamed about being with this girl, and every day he wakes up, he's like, I can't believe my dreams came true, okay? So he goes on to live with this woman and have kids, and they, they have a happy, happy life, 60 Two years they're together, okay? 62 years. And then one day he goes to sleep and he wakes up and hits his head on the wall. And he thinks it's a weird morning and he goes to reach over for his wife and she's not there. And then he looks at his body and realizes that he's back into his 14-year-old body. He had just had a 62-year dream. The dream didn't actually last for 62 years. It took place over just one night. It was a dream over one night. But in his consciousness, in his mental, he had just spent the last 62 years of his life with this woman and then wakes up back into his 14-year-old body. He literally basically said he didn't remember himself. He didn't remember his room. He didn't remember anything. 62 years had passed. Even though it wasn't 62 years, it was just one night. Then he said he woke up in just complete depression to find out that it was all a dream. Then for the next multiple years of his life, he had to piece back together his life of what had actually happened in the dream and what had not happened in real life and had no idea. So then when being questioned about it, the guy said, it wasn't a dream. And they asked, you know, basically, 
why does he think it wasn't a dream? So here's a little side fun fact for you guys. This is a true fact by science that it is physically impossible to remember the beginning of your dream. I don't care how strong your brain is. I don't care how super you think your mental is. You can never remember how your dream starts ever. Nobody can, okay? But he said he remembered exactly how his dream started. He woke up in his bed like every other morning. He woke up and he said that in your dream, you can start to notice things that aren't the same. People you're, you're not normally friends with, um, extra people being in your dream, extra things being in your dream. But he said, no, this took place perfectly off his real life. There was no distinguishment between reality and this dream. So he said... I did not dream this whole thing. I lived it in an alternate reality. And with that being said, now science is trying to figure out what actually happened to him. And he said that it took him the next 10 years of his life basically to get out of a depressed state to know that he lived an entire life that wasn't even real. And imagine that. It's basically like he lived two lives. Like he basically lived for 62 years in a dream, wakes up back at 14 years old and gets to do it all over again. I would almost be happy about that, but I can also see where the depression can come in in that, that you lose everything that you've ever known, all the courage, all the things that you ever did that you didn't want to do, and then now to realize that you actually never did do them. Um, that would hurt, but going back to the Mandela effect, it just goes to show how crazy it is that we can literally slip in different realities because you can say that like, oh, the Looney Tunes isn't a slipping of reality and that's all just like one big facade in people's heads, but you can't say that. You cannot tell somebody that their memory is wrong because I'm telling you that I'm 100% certain that it used to be that Looney Tunes was T-O-O-N-S. I even had it written on my wall. Like I used to write, draw the logo of the Looney Tunes logo all the time. It was like one of my doodling things I would do. And I remember what I would doodle, T-O-O-N-S. And I would look at the case to doodle it. So I remember looking at it. And now you go back and it's this T-U-N-E-S. So now it's reality versus my consciousness how do you decipher who wins that? I, 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 this, is, this, is, this is absolutely mind-boggling and mind-bending to me. I really want to know what your guys' thoughts. I really want to know your guys' experiences um, with the Mandela effect or, or just alternate reality changes or if you've ever heard a story about like uh, the guy that I was just talking about um, – absolutely mind-boggling to me. This stuff bends my mind and I'm super uh, curious to hear what you guys have seen or heard about it. I even want to get some people on the podcast. If you have, you know, stories of a Mandela effect or a crazy experience like that, let me know, man. Send a DM so we can get you on here. And uh, before we wrap up though, I, I, ha I have one more story I wanted to cover. Um, Mainly, I wanted to get on here and just talk about these mind-bending things, but I can't go on without covering this. This is something kind of uh, totally besides the point um, of absolutely craziness, but kind of follows the same scripture again. So, with that being said, um, on my first ever podcast episode, if you guys remember, I... 
talked about a T-Rex could actually be a dragon. I just wanted to cover this for a little side tune um, because now around the world, on YouTube, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, I'm seeing videos everywhere from elite level people saying that there's a chance that the T-Rexes were actually dragons. Oh my God, I've been saying this for over a year. I laid down proof one year ago that a T-Rex skeleton and an ostrich skeleton are identical. Go look it up. An ostrich skeleton and a T-Rex skeleton is identical. Okay? They're also saying T-Rexes had feathers and things like that. Now, the arguments I'm getting back in return is, oh, they had the little arms. And I said they didn't. And people are like, oh, they needed those little arms. That's how they shredded meat and things like that. That's how they carried things. Well, first off, a comment said that T-Rexes can hold over 100,000 pounds, 200,000 pounds with those little arms. Those little arms aren't as weak as you think they are. A T-Rex weighs like 100,000 pounds, okay? You're not going to tell me that those little teeny arms can carry more than their entire body weight. Their legs can't even carry that body weight. They're not going to be able to lift another T-Rex up with their legs, okay? So their arms aren't carrying any near 100,000 pounds. That's whack. You're crazy on that one. Second off, the second argument I get to disqualify this argument is T-Rexes didn't have hollow bones. Now, I want you to go ask any paleontologist on the entire planet. Go ask any paleontologist if they are 100% certain with their findings that their, their, what they say about their findings about the bones are accurate and no one will ever say yes. Okay. First off, a lot of paleontologists don't have the rights to start messing with the bones once they find them. Now that goes on to a bigger field of science where they need to examine these, these bones and whatnot. Now, I'm not saying that they are hollow, but we don't know all the details. They've already admitted that when they find dinosaur bones, they've already admitted that they have never found a full skeleton. Fun fact, they have never found a full skeleton of a dinosaur. Every time they do, it's just bits and pieces, and then they fill in the spots where they can't find the bones with random other bones. And they admitted this, okay? So when you look at these little teeny tiny arms, they don't make any sense. Now you take those little arms and you flip them upside down, and then what do you have? Exact replica wing sockets of like a pterodactyl or whatever type of bird. They, they, they hook up like this and they expand out like this. That's what a wing socket looks like, okay? They were feathered. They were... They had avian voice boxes, avianated voice boxes, the same voice boxes as birds, okay? I believe, I truly in my heart believe that the T-Rex was actually a dragon. I don't believe that they had arms, I believe that they had wings. This is just my analogy, and uh, I've been saying it for forever, I've been saying this for over a year, and now it's just running on social media of people saying that dragons were, T-Rexes were probably dragons. I got bashed and called crazy for that. And now I just, that's the whole reason I wanted to cover this is just to point out the fact that it's coming into fruition right now that there's a chance that the T-Rexes were actually dragons. It's coming into play now. Nobody can call me crazy anymore. And now watch, I'm going to be the one to prove this. I'm going to be the one to prove the T-Rex was a dragon. I'm going to be the one to prove that the Mandela effect actually exists. And I'm going to be able to find two different sides of the Mandela effect right in front of someone's face. This is all goals to me. If you 
like to talk about this stuff or if you think or if you have any evidence that a T-Rex wasn't a dragon, DM me. I'd love to have you on your podcast to disqualify my argument. I'm not biased. I want to hear both sides. If you have evidence that it was a dragon, I also want to hear that. Please DM me. I'm going to get you on the podcast. Other than that, um, that was the main reason I wanted to fall back and touch back base back on the T-Rex and dragon argument because, um, man, all those people that called me crazy are now posting videos saying that it's possibly true. What a crazy world, man. I've been saying this for over a year. Odd Danny said it first. You heard it first on the Odd Nation podcast six months ago. The T-Rex is actually a dragon. Said it first. And you heard it here today. The Mandela effect is real. And I think I could have proved it. I want your guys' help. Look deeper into this. This was a monster episode for me. I, I, I feel like I just... Flew through the Mandela effect straight into the story about the guy, straight into this. I, I didn't even want to hold breaks in between. Like, I didn't even, like, stall any talk time because I was so excited to just spit all of these. These, these are three mind-blowing topics. And again, I just want to hear what you guys think. Um, other than that, we're going to keep doing things on this channel that's going to open up your mind. That's all I want is to open up your minds. Not even, you know telling you that this stuff is true, but just, just, just open your mind up, you know? You don't know what you don't know. You never know the things you never know. So, the more you know, the more you know. Don't know if any of that makes sense to you, but it's true. Other than that, the last thing I want to say, and what I always say on all of my episodes, is life's going to hit you. Nobody on the planet's going to hit you harder than life. It's going to keep punching you over and over again. And you can enter a regret and a revengeful mindset and want to punch life back. But what does that do, right? So I have a saying. When life gets you, don't get even. Get odd. It's the way to be. And other than that, we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye!